as we go through this Lent season. We study His words as we have in the last several weeks, and today we go to His miracles, His healings. As I said up at the front during our prayer time, there are many, so many, that do not, A, believe in the miracles of Jesus Christ. They've got all kinds of theories of how he could have been a magician, uh, he could have been a deceiver, and, um, and done all kinds of deceitful ways so that he could get the praise and the glory. And yet we know that Jesus was one that wanted to be on the outside. He wanted to do the prayers in silence. He was not one that wanted the attention. And yet with his miracles, the more miracles he did, the more people gathered around him. They came from all over once they heard about the miracles of Jesus. Jesus healed people and his miracles were used in such a special way as a testimony for Jesus Christ and also for his father who he gave the praise to. It's not me that's doing this. This is my Father in me. The healing does not come from me, but it comes from the Father. He always gave praise to the Father, and we are to do the same thing. For we know we are blessed. There's not a one of us in here who's not blessed. And yet there's not a one of us that doesn't have challenges. And yet, time after time, we have been through challenges in life. And we've been able to move on with our lives. And we're actually stronger because of those challenges. Jesus' miracles brought a lot of attention. Not just those that needed to be healed, but also the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, They saw the crowds gathering around Jesus and they became very, very nervous. Just as the Romans did. The question was, will he use his influence to rise up against Rome? That was the greatest fear of the religious leaders and the Romans had the same fear. And so you see at the time of crucifixion, the two different bodies working together. The religious leaders... Yes, they were jealous. But they also knew that if there was a rebellion of this nature, then the soldiers of Rome would come down upon them, which they eventually did. So the two powers that be pulled together. And yet they did not know they were fulfilling the mission of Jesus Christ for His his destination. From the day He was born, was the cross. That was his destination. So we know that through this, through this, the squabbles, through all the anxieties, that Jesus Christ was on task. People heard his, his story, they saw his healing, and at the same time, he, they heard his message. The message that is so powerful. Just like the Sermon on the Mouth, the Beatitudes, 
they gathered around in great numbers to this man that was able to heal. And at this time, he also fed the 5,000. Another miracle. They saw another miracle. Jesus' healings and miracles could be categorized in two different areas. One would be of health healing, like a cripple that was able to walk. Another would be something that he was able to overcome the powers of nature, like steal, see, like the storm, that he, he quietened the storm. That's not the word I was looking for, but that's the one I'm going with. He was able to, to calm the storm while his disciples were in panic. That would be one of nature. So you have those two different areas, and yet most of them were healing for the well-being of the person. So we're going to look at this this morning. In Matthew 8, chapter, the 23rd verse. Then he got into a boat, he being Jesus. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up and on the came up on the lake, so that he so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You know, I talked to an individual just recently about his concern about health and the resurrection and the kingdom. But every time he came back to the realization there is, there truly is a God and there truly is a heaven, there truly are miracles, and there's truly salvation. This depicts Jesus walking on water we will read that scripture in just a little bit. But Jesus Christ was overcoming the obstacles of nature. Such power and such testimony. And you wonder, why would, why would the disciples be in hiding afterwards? Why would they have such great fears? Why would they have so many doubts when they saw so many miracles? I'd like to think that by that time I would understand what he was saying, that he truly was the Son of God. I would know it and I would believe it. But it wasn't until that Pentecost Sunday that it actually came upon the disciples in a way that they never doubted again. In the book of Matthew, the ninth chapter, the first verse, Jesus stepped into a boat, 
No, he didn't spend all his time in a boat. I just picked out a couple of scriptures that apply. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on the mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son. Your sins are forgiven. At this, at this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is a blasphemer. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus says, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your head? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know, that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and and they praised God who had given such authority to man. They were praising God and gave Him the glory. But how soon people forget. How soon they forget and they wander off. And you and I can relate to that. We've had our bad times. We've had our times of doubt. But you are sitting here today is a testimony that you came back to the Lord. You had found the Lord in your searching and He was real and you are are filled with the joy that you have in knowing Jesus Christ. Even through the difficult times, you still have joy knowing that He is present. Even when no one else is, He is present with me. You have your storms, and you will have them again. But as you go through one storm, and you come to the next one, then you have more strength. Because you know you've been through one before or many before. And it gives you courage to move forward through the storms of life. In Matthew again, 14th chapter, the 25th verse. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Please hear those words. That you take courage and do not be afraid. For he is with you. Lord, If it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, 
you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. Just like Peter, we take our eyes off of Christ. That's what he did. And then he became aware of the storm that was all around him. Then he became aware of the water he was walking on. Then the doubts came in. I can't do this. I can't walk on water. And so he began to sink. And he called out to Jesus. And Jesus extended his right hand and lifted him up. You have done the same thing. When you have those turbulent times in your life, when there are times that you feel like you too are sinking, you have taken your eyes off of Jesus Christ, and then you know, I must have Jesus Christ to get through this terrible ordeal. And figuratively, or maybe literally, you're reaching out in your prayers, in your, in your heart, you're reaching out to the Savior. You know He's there, but you took your eyes off of Him for a while. And for a while could be, it would be many different time scans. It could be one day, it could be three months. But you've taken your eyes off of Christ, and when you're sinking, you realize the one that can truly save you, just as Peter did. In Luke, the 17th chapter, in the 11th verse, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And again, you remember what I said, that the priest would declare them as cleansed. And as they went, they were cleansed. Not at that moment, but they had the faith to leave and go to the priest. And while they were on that trip, I don't know how many miles it was. I don't know how long it took. But on that trip, they were healed by Jesus himself. Because he said it, and it became true. One of them who saw he was healed came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. The reason this is important, the Samaritans and the Jews never got along. It had been 600 years or so that they had been at odds with each other. And yet you will see in the writings and in the quotes, Samaritans are frequently mentioned by Jesus. Who was a good Samaritan? Who was the lady at the well that Jesus told of all of her past, uh, her past, past failures in life? It was a Samaritan. 
And here you see that it was a Samaritan who came back to Jesus. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith. Your faith has made you well. We discussed last week. Not a single one of you are forced to come in here. Not a single one of you are forced to come forward and declare Christ as your Savior. It is out of faith. It is out of faith that you spend time in prayer and meditation and study for you're wanting to know more about Jesus Christ. You want to know more about the Lord Himself. For the more you learn, the more excited you get about following Him. It's just like Dan Hawkins. You get talking to him about his, his times of which his heart actually failed. And he, he wants to tell you the whole story. You better have a little bit of time. He is so excited to share the good news. You and I should be that way, for we too have good news. No, I've never mainlined but I sure know what it feels like to have my heart in rhythm today versus the many years prior to it. And it wasn't all the doctor, the surgeon himself gave praise to our Lord and Savior. He said, I'm just an instrument. So yes, I have a story too. We all have a story. We all have a testimony. Tonight we'll hear Fred's. But it could just as well be one of you that are sitting here at this very moment. In Mark, the fifth chapter, the 21st verse, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side, I did not plan on every one of these things talking about him having a boat. And it did not dawn on me when I selected the scriptures that this man looks like he spent all of his time in a boat. But here's another one, folks. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was on the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders came, and when he saw Jesus... He fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. This is one of the religious leaders, and there were many of the religious leaders that did believe in Jesus Christ. They were just outvoted when it came to the crucifixion. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had getting better. When, the, when she heard Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. 
and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And then Jesus asked, who touched my clothing? And the disciples said, people are crowding around and touching and pushing on you. Many people have touched you. That was being taken out of him by this lady of faith. He said to her, daughter, your faith, once again, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Overhearing what they had said, Jesus told, Do not be afraid because the, the individuals came to the man and told him that his daughter was dead. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the, of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a, a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After, after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took, the, he took her by the hand and said to her, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. That is one of the healings in which Jesus brought the dead back to the life. And that can also be a story for you and me. Those times in our lives in which we were dead to Jesus Christ, but we followed Him. We turned around and came back, and we had that joy and that spirit once again. We got off track. We got our lives all messed up, and we went back to Jesus Christ, for we were dead in Jesus Christ when we turned our back on Him. So this is your story and my story. We were, we were dead but we are alive today. Luke 7, 11. Soon after Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the gates, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went over and touched the briar. They were carrying him on, and the bearers stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus Christ has the power even over death. This is the one we're most familiar with, and it's the healing of Lazarus. The disciples were together with Jesus 
And when they were, then Martha came to them and said, Your friend, Lazarus, is sick. He needs you. And he had Martha leave. And when he did this, the disciples were concerned. Why aren't we going? Because this man is your friend. Ultimately, he stayed, uh, Jesus stayed with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha that last week of his life, the Holy Week. He spent with them because it was only like three miles away from Jerusalem. So they said, why aren't we going? And he said he was using this as a testimony for God, that he would be glorified in this. So when he arrived, so when he arrived, and they said to him, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there. So you may believe, let us go to him. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. I know we will rise again in the resurrection of the last day, Martha said. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will live forever. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Jesus later said, take away the stone. He says, did I not tell you, if you believed, you will see the glory of God. Father, Jesus speaking, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this, for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Lazarus, come out. And then Jesus said, take off the, the, the wrap that they would wrap the bodies in when they died. And they, they were instructed to take this off of Lazarus. Lazarus walked out. So many times we hear about his healing of Lazarus. But we do not realize there were a couple of other times in which people were actually dead, and yet they were alive because of Jesus. In the book of Acts, the third verse, the 19th verse, pardon me, the third chapter, the 19th verse, repent then. And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That time of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent. That's still the message for you and me today. Is to repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. All of you that have declared Jesus Christ as your Savior have repented. But we do sin. And in whichever time it is, daily, twice a day that you may pray, you may ask God to forgive you of your sins so that you are 
spotless. For Jesus Christ has guaranteed that his blood purifies each and every one of us. Praise be to God. His miracles still are affecting our lives. His miracles heal in such powerful ways when the doctors give credit to the real physician. He heals. Recently I talked to a lady and she was talking about how her cancer was so large it was a stage four. But by the time she had finished treatments, by the time, as a matter of fact, she was told to start making her arrangements. But by the time they did do surgery, it was too large to do surgery to begin with. But by the time they did surgery, it was so small. And it was not throughout her body. Not as the doctors had said, and the doctor acknowledged. The real doctor was the one she praised to. There are stories upon stories upon stories. So never doubt that Jesus Christ still lives. Your faith, your faith will make you whole. You can be filled with the joy through that same Holy Spirit that you have been touched 